0: Everybody is I, you all know you are you and wheresoever beings exist throughout all galaxies It doesn't make any difference. You are all of them and when they come into being that's you coming
1: how's it going people hope you're all doing well wherever you are in the world and i just wanted to say guys thank you so much for all the amazing feedback after the recent podcast i just did a couple of days ago the one where i talked about how i took psychedelics and i had to phone in sick at work you guys said it was really funny and um, you wanted to hear more funny stories like that well i promise you guys i've got loads more um, funny stories like that that i haven't even spoke about yet so keep an eye out for them up and coming in the future but in this podcast today me and laura got together and we wanted to speak and bring to you the topic of eye gazing. Eye gazing is a is a is something that me and Laura have been doing quite a lot. And we've really been um, discovering a lot of interesting stuff. We've been doing this um induced and not induced with psychedelics. So um the obviously the differences the things that you you find are um sometimes different depending on the circumstances. Also, just to add, um, if you like, if you do, when, after you've listened to this, if you do like this, me and Laura are also going to be doing an extended version of this, where we actually are going to physically eye gaze, and we're going to talk through what we're experiencing exactly in the moment, and that'll be available on the YouTube membership page. If you want to check check that out and join that page, um, and that's all I want to say anyway. So enjoy this eye gaze and conversation between me and Laura wherever you are in the world, keep seeking as always. And if you can, check out the one-off donation option and the Patreon page. And I'm also now offering some one-on-one coaching if this also interests you. Peace out. So in this one today, I mean, Laura, want to speak around the topic of eye gazing. This is something over the last one year, about one year, I me and Laura, have been gaining a lot of insight into and doing a lot of observations around. In the past, when I looked into eye gazing, there really wasn't much information out there about many people talking about eye gazing. The only thing that I actually found is that ancient cultures in the past talked about how it was a, a path to enlightenment.
2: Yeah, a lot of ancient cultures also say that the eyes are the seat of the soul. And if you've heard of Dolores Cannon and Alba Weinman who do like hypnosis which take people to the deepest level of brainwaves, um, a lot of what people's souls say is that eyes are carried out through lifetimes. We keep the same eyes through each lifetime we we'll go through. So if you're looking into your eyes in the mirror with somebody else, it's like it's a direct pathway into their sort of soul essence.
1: And I know you were saying in the past before as well, when you've experienced eye gazing, until I brought it to you, you hadn't really experienced it. You were just having experiences where you were looking, doing this experience where you were looking at, looking at the mirror yourself.
2: Yeah, I'd only ever really mirror gazed. And I'd had some mental experiences mirror gazing by myself. And it wasn't until Dan says, oh, I should try eye gazing, um, where I really heard about eye gazing. And when the first time I tried it with you was where I realised how similar it was to it um mirror gazing but it's different because dan's having a a different experience to what i'm having so he's he's seeing things that i'm not really necessarily experiencing and he's bringing them to me and i'm seeing how much they resonate for me and backwards and forwards yeah
1: i kind of feel like so through my experience and the observations that i've had i kind of feel like it's an opportunity to transcend sort of the normal physical barriers and you get an opportunity to transcend the physical form in a way and and I feel like maybe initially when you when you do start eye gazing, you maybe you're, you're not gonna you're not gonna feel that. But I feel like the more that like everything's a practice, you know, everything in life's a practice, and the more you honor the practice, the more you'll start understanding different ways to navigate that space. And I kind of feel like as over the especially over the last year when we've been doing it, I feel like I've been because I think on the, within the spiritual journey, it's more about instead of adding stuff, it's about removing stuff. Yeah. And I feel like as you start removing parts of yourself, you get um access to different states of being and i feel like i through i through the practice of eye gazing as you start um removing certain parts of yourself you get access to different um different realms of consciousness within the other person if that makes sense because i mean we've been me and laura's been having experiences you know just to briefly touch on them we've been having mad experiences where you know we've been seeing ourselves as, as reptilians We've been seeing each other as blue aliens and other planets and stuff, and we so we've been getting a, a, you know, for a lot of people who's watching this, are going to think that it's crazy and that's not happening. Um, but you know, we don't need to prove that to anyone. We know what we've experienced, and um, but I feel like you know you do. The more you do ideas, you do get. It, it is a window to to another world. It's a window to to past lives. It's it's a window to, to parts of the subconscious that aren't quite operating on the physical plane.
2: Yeah. Um, through eye gazing, I've kind of been able to observe different parts of myself taking over, and that doesn't. Sp- trying to make that not sound like I've got multiple personality disorder, but we are basically all fragmented. And for me, I can I can sit back and observe when like a a caretaker role comes in, or when a in, in a in a child role comes in, and I can observe the difference between those different consciousnesses that are like coming through us. And you've been able to see that as well,
1: haven't you? Well, one of the first things that I noticed, um, you know, through through being in a relationship with Laura, the first thing I noticed about Laura was she had very striking eyes when I first met her. Um, and as we started eye gazing, one thing I noticed uh, really fast, and this might sound for so some people this might sound sort of uh, too far out there, but I noticed fast as we were eye gazing, I felt like the things that I was tuning into within Laura I felt like she would she it's it felt like she as i was looking at her eyes i realized that she'd lived a thousand lives and i was actually able to through the eye gazing process actually able to connect in a different part of herself and i kind of feel like that's maybe why we have experienced when we we experienced the blue aliens because i kind of feel like it's a you know if if the statement what you originated from where you talked about dolores cannon how dolores cannon said that the eyes um are something that transcends um all lifetimes you know, I know beyond the eyes, it's the true essence of that is consciousness, and consciousness has a, probably have has, a, has a, a memory, just like the Akashic Records has a memory of all life on the planet. But I kind of feel like maybe the eyes are the the seat of that information, and if you can navigate it, navigate that plane correctly, I know this is quite deep, but maybe you can not access. Well, I know you. It's not you can. I know you can because yeah. I've done it. <laughs> I don't
2: even know how to do that.
1: But I I know you can access. I know you can. I don't know what I say now. Um, uh, one yeah, second, just jump in. I can say something. if
2: You want? You can
1: access it. Mm. Two sentences. Um. So some some of the observations that that me and Laura have been find, finding because we want to speak about some of these um. One of the biggest observations that I, that I found, this was one of the first things when I started experiencing with eye-gazing, is that when you do start eye-gazing, you'll start realising that maybe a lot of emotions will start coming up. So for example, um, me and Laura will be eye-gazing, you know, and I might just start crying or something. Laura might start crying. And I kind of feel like there's, there's something about eye-gazing that maybe the first part of the, the experience when you do start connecting with a truly, where emotions will start coming up in your body. And I think it's, it's okay just to honour them parts of yourself.
2: Yeah, it feels like yeah, it feels like you're peeling back layers, and I think a lot of the time we're so used to distracting ourselves from ourselves. Basically, the whole world is set up as a one massive distraction. You know, smartphones are very good now for making people escape themselves, and to sit down and dedicate some time to be sitting down facing another human being, it brings up aspects of yourself that haven't yet haven't yet been processed and they've been repressed and denied, and so don't be surprised if you know you start crying or you feel anger or, or or things start bubbling up that's just things coming at the surface that I haven't had a chance to and just say as healing rather than you know you're being weak because you're crying you're actually being very strong to actually face things that you, you know you've been subconsciously repressing
1: yeah and also another one is, is feeling deeply connected to each other this is a this is a big one straight away i mean me and laura in the past have, we spoke about our twin flame relationship and our sort of that, that soul connection that me and laura have but besides that you know i have I have experienced eye gazing with other people besides laura and i kind of feel one of the commonalities which you will find through the experience of eye gazing and that there is some sort of mirror effect that happens when you do tune in where you will see yourself in the other person and i kind of feel like um it's something I mean i'm still trying to understand this you know it's this as you know the spiritual journey so there's so much more to uncover and you know you never have it figured out but through my observations so far, far i kind of feel like this is like sort of the way that the universe communicates with you on the first layer of eye gaze and to just you know to give you that insight that there is maybe a little bit more to this place than you think and try and also as well um, it transcends a, a feeling through in that moment that that um uh, you know, everyone is you, so to say. It's, it's, it's really hard to explain this, but that's that's the experience that I've had.
2: Yeah, they say that the highest the highest level of consciousness is to see everything as, as part of yourself. And I think it's a really beautiful experience when you're eye-gazing to kind of see your essence or see yourself as another human being. And I think once you have that that knowledge or you've got that understanding, it makes it very dif- difficult to treat that person badly because you see that, as, that person as yourself. And yeah. I think that's what the, a lot of the world's missing. We see this kind of, we see people as so separate, and, I, and all that doesn't really. You know, we are in a three D reality, so it it is set up to feel like we are separate. But at a highest level, we are all we all come from the same place. We we are all one. Mm-hmm. And I think eye gaze is a beautiful opportunity to kind of really see you in somebody else, and and it helps you kind of understand them better and treat them better treat them as if how you would want to be treated
1: yeah definitely it breaks through that barrier that's what i feel 100%. um also as well and one another observation i've had is is noticing significant differences in in laura's faces so for example when um when we are facing each other and we're eye gazing you know kind of feel like the effect that happens is, is you can get that you can have this feeling where sort of reality so, for example, say if I'm staring at Laura now, the reality around Laura will start to blur, and morph out, but her, but her eyes will, remain. And I kind of feel like there's something, there's something um, important in that process, where, because what I think what the process is doing is it's sort of, like Laura said, we're so distracted by everything that's going on. But when you eye gaze and it's when when um, when you sort of lock on eyes and you get you really sort of hit that that space with um in between eye gazing and, and if you've done it, you'll know what I mean. It kind of like it forces the 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 moment it forces the moment that you're in that this is a this is a really important moment and that's why it kind of has this like blur out effect where the background blurs out so that you can be hyper focused in the moment but through that what i felt is that you will start noticing that that um the person that you're staring at the faces start to change and morph and what i've found now my journey is that the reason why it does that for is is because when me and laura have been doing healing work I kind of feel like it's been actually shown me different aspects of Laura. So, for example, if she has something that chats to work on when she was younger, or which, or maybe I'm even seeing um, an aspect of herself in the future, it get it sort of gives you a window into certain elements that that person is working on when you go really deep with this. And me and Laura have had, have, have had experiences where I've been noticing certain aspects in her, for example, say of her if she's been working on an element within herself where her inner child was hurt or something when she was younger, I have seen moments where I've actually been staring across from a young girl, her younger self, And through that process, even though she may be necessarily not seeing it, what I've said to her is I've I've created a space within me, with me me and Laura, and I've asked her, what are you feeling? Without telling her what I'm seeing, I've just created a space and said, what are you feeling now? What what does this feel like? And it's very interesting how 90% of the time when I've said this to her, it actually, you validated what I've been seeing. Yeah. And I feel like there's an importance in... um, when you are, if you are do, doing deep work with this, because this is the deep practice where you are engaging with someone. Like I say, it is cool just to try and experience. You can do this with anyone, but I feel like there's an importance that through the practice that you need to be, you need to hold space for someone because this is a um, you know, like we said before, a lot of deep emotions are going to start arising and coming through the through the through the through the individuals and it's important to hold space with that and honour whatever is coming up and if someone says something so crazy don't just dismiss it try and hold space for that for that feeling and see if it resonates if it doesn't resonate just 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 discard it
2: 100% and I think it's important to to point out that there's no right or wrong way to do this mm. when I first started eye gazing with Dan I didn't experience a whole lot um I noticed that my eyes locked on in the kind of quantum field kind of merged Merged and blurred out a bit but i wasn't getting these deep insights about past lives and parts of myself so i think just because we're saying it can go very deep don't don't take that as discouragement if you if you don't experience that straight away it's something that just if you work on and practice consistently like anything like yoga or meditation you start peeling back and start uncovering deeper and deeper layers of it
1: and also another one just to add is what you i think what you could do is is practice with distance this is something that i that i've done is you know you can like you can physically move your body closer and further away and also as well and like by focusing on certain parts of the body so for example there's um there's many times i feel like the you know i can access deeper stuff when i actually focus on say for example if i look at laura's pineal gland or the top of the nose and i stay from that position and with with it with the correct and, and also um Practicing with the distance that we're sitting as well, I feel like you can also um, affect how the experience that you that, that you're having. Also, to add to this as well, and, that, and this is definitely a practice that doesn't need to need to be done with this. But we've experienced it a lot with psychedelics, and I kind of feel like when you take psychedelics with eye gazing as well, this can be a, can open up another whole bag of worms as well.
2: Yeah, I know we've mentioned the reptilians quite a few times in the podcast, but it was something that. Um... That wasn't expecting we didn't even mention it at the time when we saw it we re- do like to each other well literally it was after the experience ended we were like i oh, saw so you as a reptilian and you were like i oh, so you as a reptilian and i feel like because the quantum field kind of merges and blurs out it it makes you realize that 3d reality isn't as solid and i know people that are watching this channel obviously know that the 3d reality isn't the only reality it's it's deeper than that but it it kind of validated an experience I had when I was a child as well, where I saw, um I saw a reptilian as when I was a child as well. And Dan also saw the same one. Yeah. Mad. Um, That probably we'll talk about that in another podcast maybe, but it also, cause when I, when I saw that entity, when I was a child, it, it kind of blurred in and blurred out. And when we, when we saw each other as reptilians, it was the same thing. So it made me realize how entities can, come into this three-dimensional reality and blur out again
1: yeah and sort of like um they can attach on you as well i feel like as well like them them parts of you can attach on you if that makes sense so i Mm. kind of feel like so so for example i feel like um when you when you do go to the deeper levels of eye gaze and this is going really deep i kind of feel like you can access certain parts of people maybe certain lower frequencies that have that have that is attached on to certain people and I kind of feel like when you're in that minimal space, when you are actually eye gaze, you can actually see certain aspects in people where they may be operating from a from a lower frequency, and you can actually bring that up to them and actually use it as a healing session. Because eye gazing to me, the deeper that I've gone, I've started to understand that it is it is a it is a healing practice. It's a healing session where when you enter that space, you know some deep things are going to come up. So I wanted to reiterate again is that you know you are going to start. You need to be in a position where you can let yourself cry. You can let yourself emotions come up and feel and feel um, feel safe to do that as well. And Another thing I wanted to add is, um, and I actually only learned this a couple of days ago, but um, is that that for example, say if you are eye gazing, the the left eye is associated with them um, with the feminine aspect. It's it's and they say that the feminine aspect is more receptive. So if you are eye gazing, you can practice focusing on the person's left eye and i feel like it's it's maybe um i mean you can practice this looking at each individual eye but i feel like the the left eye of, of the of the um, left eye of the person is the more receptive part of the self where it's sort of you can access deeper parts of the subconscious on the other person and um, so i would definitely recommend trying that and also as well like this might sound so simple but little things like um like blinking like, don't be afraid to blink. It's This is not like a, it's not a military operation. You know what I mean? You can, if you're, even if your are awareness, you know, if you're looking at someone and you start going off in your mind and thinking about jam sandwiches or something, <laughs> like, don't be scared to just like, just eventually bring your, bring your awareness back to to where you, what you're doing. Um.
2: Yeah, I think using it as a practice is important. And I just want to reiterate, like if you don't feel safe, enough to do it with anyone else. Mirror gazing can be just as good as a portal to the to the same experience. So if you're gonna mirror gaze, maybe have a pen and paper in front of you, yeah. sit in front of a mirror and, and take note of your experiences. That's if you don't have anyone you feel really safe enough to eye gaze with.
1: And I think as well, and something else I feel that like you could do is, is, before the practice as well, center um, yourself. So for, what I've done a few times is I'll, before we even do the practice, I'll just sit with myself and close my eyes and do five minutes of meditation. Um, it's like in a way as well you can sort of set intentions as well but you've got to sort of in a way you set it um, set intentions but also without expectations if that makes sense because you you know you can in your own self you can say like i want to try and discover this but at the same time don't hold that so solid because i think like sometimes with the experience of eye gaze and what i've found is that it's the mystery in it of what's going to come up you know instead of like trying to control the environment you ha- sometimes you have to move your ego or maybe move out of yourself what you think what what you think it maybe is, and try to like go into that space where you just honor what is coming forward. If that makes sense, yeah,
2: it's like taking psychedelics. So I think a lot of time people can take psychedelics with the with the feeling of oh, I know what I want to experience," instead of the the having the open mind to say like this is going to show me what I need to see yeah. rather than what I want to see. So I think just having an open mind around it and kind of trying to surrender and let the ego go when things when difficult or challenging things do come up. I think that's very important. Yeah.
1: Setting the timers I think is a good one because I feel like sometimes this can go deep, you know. Or even for example, just if you know, we like you said before when we've started this, how how we are a culture that gets distracted very easy you just set a timer and the timer will allow you to honor that practice. You'll not become distracted. You'll not be thinking about when's this going to end. Should I I, I say, should I end end now with this person? If you put a five minute timer on, it cuts out all of that. And you can just be complete in the moment and focus on the, on the practice.
2: I think that's important as with anything, um, if you know when something's going to end, it kind of helps you surrender to it more. Because if you think, oh my God, this is painful and it's yeah. going to go on indefinitely, I think that kind of puts people off. Um, not to say that eye gazing is painful, but you know if if painful things are coming up. So definitely think having a timeout, having an end point would be beneficial. I think we should start doing that more. Yeah,
1: definitely. G- Journal the experience as well. Yeah. Um, I think this is a big one. Journal is always good because you can kind of like, have it, if you have a big experience, you just, you just jot it down, you know? And I think there's also, there's a, there's an acting journal as well that actually creates an importance to that part of yourself that this is an important practice that you want to do more of and there's a, there's very interesting things happen i think in your daily life if you start do writing things down in regards to manifestation and stuff but the universe you basically just in a basic form you're just telling the universe that this is an importance to my life and i want more of it sort yeah, of thing 100%. um another one talk about experiences as well i think this is a big one and um, don't be afraid to after the practice to just be open openly with the person you eye gaze them with and just talk about your experiences with your partner i think this is a re- this is a really b- real big one like laura was saying before you know we experienced and seen ourselves as reptilians and um there was a part of us that was like that initially didn't even say that yeah so you know um on a honor what's coming up and you know have a conversation like be be open to go our senior is a reptilian our senior is a jam sandwich <laughs> <laughs>
2: you've got jam sandwiches on the, train the day, haven't you?
1: <laughs> <laughs> anything else you want to add maybe uh, other...
2: no i think we've covered everything <laughs> me
1: too so i hope you like that anyway peace and love peace and love i hope you like that podcast conversation there with laura I would definitely recommend guys check and try and experiment yourself try eye gazing and see what comes up it really is a really interesting spiritual practice in my opinion and one that a lot of people really don't talk about and gets quite um, neglected and not really used From through the experience that i've had it really is um such a great doorway to to deeper knowledge so i would definitely recommend checking it out just to add as well me and laura are also going to be doing an added bonus to this in the youtube membership page Uh, Where we're basically going to be doing it in real time, where we're going to actually um, do a um, in-person sort of eye gaze experiment, and at the same in this in the process, we're going to be um, sort of documenting what's coming up in the moment. So that'll be in the YouTube membership page. And just to add as well, we're maybe also slightly um, slightly um, psychoactively um, enhancing our mind, (laughs) just to give you guys a little bit of a heads up, so it'll make it more interesting so if you can check out that also check out the one-off donation option and the patreon page it really helps uh, keep this podcast going um, and just to play this one out as i always do i'm not going to pronounce this correctly but it's by an artist called yami it's y-a-i-m-a and the song is called canan i think that's how you pronounce it c-a-n-a-a-n but anyway it's a beautiful song and i'm sure you will find it if you want to find it after peace out
0: i oh.